0: Picture this. You are a hunter, a trapper, in the 1700s, the Great Lakes area, subarctic Canada area. Winter is here. As you're hunting, you decide to go back to your log cabin and wait it out. However, on your way, you encounter something that you can't quite describe. Behind you, you hear the snap of a twig, and as you turn back, you see nothing. You keep walking down this road to your log cabin. You keep hearing hisses. <laughs> You're not sure exactly what this noise can be. You quicken your pace as you head to your log cabin. The hissing gets louder and louder. Closer, sweat begins to drip from your forehead as you break into a full sprint, running for your log cabin. But you never make it. You find yourself in the next moment on the ground, your innards being ripped by elongated claws, red eyes, jagged teeth. With a lipless mouth staring down at you, eating you. This is the Wendigo. Hey, everybody.
1: Hello, and hello, hello. Welcome back to Lore of the Folks.
0: It's time. Season finale. It's time. Season finale. Can you believe you've made it this far, wow. listener?
1: Five whole weeks. Gosh,
0: we are so proud of you. You grow up so fast. Oh, wow. This is uh, this is the one we've really been building up to since episode one. So oh, yeah. I think this is the climax. I'm incredibly excited to dig into oh, this yeah. way to go episode.
1: Now that we know the history behind it and sort of the factors that have influenced. Yes, the context. Yes, the, the context that shows where the story, you know, the region this story came from and what inspired it and the mm-hmm. lessons that it teaches yeah, about hunger and greed. So tell me, Landon, what, what is a Wendigo?
0: Well, a Wendigo quite literally translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. That's what Wendigo means. Hmm. You got something else?
1: No, that's, that's pretty right on the money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah,
0: it's the spirit that devours mankind. Keep in mind, as we kind of go into this, there are multiple accounts of Wendigo sightings and Wendigo descriptions they can be monsters with human traits or humans with monstrous traits it could be either or my guess is likely it's 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 all true in the sense that these are multiple cultures coming together to craft their own Wendigo story yeah um so yeah human non-human it's hard to it's hard to say very
1: uncanny the, valley human yes that exactly. that is the common theme among it is that it's like it's you human, could tell it but it ain't it was human at one point yeah but whatever yeah. was there is no longer. I think of
0: it almost like a puppet.
1: Pretty like much a, is. Or like
0: a marionette or something. Like yeah. The shell is there, but the, the human was, is it's far so gone.
1: twisted and warped. Yes. And a mistake uh, or a misconception a lot of people have about the Wendigo is that it's its, its own entity. It's like a monster, a physical creature. The yes. Wendigo itself is actually a Wendigo spirit or a state of mind. Yes. And this goes back to um, the ideas of animism that we had talked about. In previous episodes, that's the belief that you know there's a spirit in everything, everything, a person, an animal, fucking including rock actions. Yes, actions and, and general sentiments. There's like a warrior spirit. Mm-hmm. There's
0: that would be associated. You'd be possessed by bravery.
1: Yeah, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fighting prowess yeah. and bravery. There's like the spirit of the hunter and mm-hmm. you know, whatnot. Make your senses keen. Yes, um, things like that.
0: The Wendigo spirit.
1: The Wendigo spirit.
0: You are a near-perfect hunter.
1: He's a killing machine. A
0: killing machine. Incredibly stealthy, uh, but very territorial as well. Wendigo only travel in a certain territory. Yeah. Um, But let me give you kind of a couple different descriptions of what a Wendigo looks like. And you, the listener, can decide what you think is the creepiest or what you think is probably most accurate.
1: Based on what you've Um, heard the last few episodes. Yeah.
0: So the first one, it's a human-size gray, ashen-skin, red eyes. Uh, Some accounts say hair all over the body, some say completely naked and bare. Let's see here. Oh, here's the Ojibwe description. The Ojibwe describe it. It was a large creature as tall as a tree, with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory, and those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the wendigo chose to possess a person instead. And then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh.
1: Yes, and that's the Wendigo. It's the spirit, the Wendigo yes. spirit. It is the spirit, and the description of this spirit has changed over time. And it's sort of uh yes. its, its portfolio of hellish things has expanded. It was originally a spirit of winter and yes. of uh, and of hunger mostly. During mm-hmm. the summer months, it was said that uh, the great spirit would bury these foul winter spirits under the frozen lakes yeah. in the north, but they would come out when the people were succumbing to the most extreme conditions of the winter mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. freezing to death, starvation, and the urges that come with that, and is largely a cannibalistic spirit.
0: Absolutely.
1: It said that the possession is, mm-hmm. it's not instant, it's kind of a slow going one and that the spirit it doesn't just like enter your body like a demon would you no. kind of have to let it in and you do that with your actions like it's yes. when you choose to eat your friend that's that's when, when the wendigo is like that's yes. when it's set it that's when you are now just succumb to the wendigo exactly. spirit
0: uh real quick before we go more into the wendigo possession i also have an algonquian iteration of the wendigo Ooh, and like they, general... they describe the wendigo as a giant with a heart of ice Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. Um, perhaps this could be a result of frostbite, the missing the missing lips and toes.
1: Yeah, the frostbite, the frozen heart, which could also signify, you know, that they have sort of shut off their humanity. Yes. Any sense of empathy that they had is frozen over exactly. from hunger. Mm-hmm. All they care about is feeding. Yes. It's a and bottomless so, pit.
0: Yeah, so... We've already kind of established cannibalism is the action that allows you to be possessed by a wendigo. Yeah. And
1: that's in the traditional, like, pre colonial yes definitions of and it. This
0: this goes beyond like premeditation. This goes beyond like the psychotic delusions of I need to eat my friends. This yeah. is even in a survival's case, which we're gonna unpack here later. Yeah. But even in cases of extreme survival, starvation in winter, um, it is wrong very to, taboo it is very taboo to cannibalize even in the name of survival so it's it's those that are the the wendigo possessed it's not even it's not a premeditated thing it's just the very action itself of devouring human flesh yes it's
1: so those that go against the what would be best for the group it's like sort of that selfishness yeah that you just i'm hungry yeah i need to feast i'm hungry and in
0: that sense yeah it's symbolic of kind of the Animal barbaric nature when it comes to like the fight or flight responses, mm-hmm. and so for Native Americans, it was important to keep a cool head even in dire straits.
1: We I mean, that's about... the lifestyle, really. If you're up it in is. like if you're a subarctic hunter gatherer, there's going to be stretches where food is yeah scarce. You're just going to have and, to hold, and you're going to have to you're going to have to be smart about it and how to find food and not eat your friends. Absolutely, because <laughs> it's not very sustainable to just eat your friends every time you get hungry.
0: Yeah, last episode I talked about the Sandy Lake tragedy. Yeah. in which the U.S. government effectively starved people during wintertime. Um, even on their journey back, though, none of them resorted to cannibalism.
1: And there was another, um, like, 200-something who starved to death yeah, on the way back? Yeah, it was,
0: it was approximately 300, about 350 deaths in total Yikes. Um, of starvation, disease, you know. Um, but none of them would devour each other, and that's just their cultural taboo even in times of dire necessity,
1: yeah. becoming a Wendigo—it's a fate worse than death. It is,
0: yeah. It's yeah. Essentially, you're cursed. You're, you're possessed for the rest of your your days.
1: Yeah, you're put, until you're killed by very complicated means by everyone else. Yes. And the means to kill a Wendigo I've seen are different. Um, mm-hmm. The the effects of a Wendigo's presence are felt by everyone. It's not mm-hmm. like you just become this killing machine and run off into the woods. The Wendigo would like actively hinders the rest of the tribe yeah it will eat all the food in the area mm-hmm. and so that like come winter all the
0: trapping game everything
1: yeah like everything just gets devoured and it'll do that before it's just you know it's not like a werewolf that's just gonna go on a killing spree in the village it's more like a stalker it's like just a malevolent yeah. presence that's the thing
0: is it's intelligent yeah it's intelligent if you're out on your own say you're hunting alone for the tribe it will seek you out and hunt you as if you were prey yeah um effectively also weakening the tribe by killing its hunters when yeah. it went off alone
1: it's going to kill all the game and then it's going to kill the hunters yeah and then the until people... there's
0: nothing left pretty much yeah the
1: people who don't know how to hunt are out there now and that's just, it's just easy pickings yeah exactly and then eventually community will be weak enough that it could just walk into town and fuck shit up
0: exactly and, and once it does that it'll eat everyone yeah. um and then essentially it starves to death so yeah. this creature never stops eating it's never satisfied with what it's. It's never satisfied with its fill.
1: In the Cree story that I read about it, it's that is a way to kill it. Yeah, to starve it. To starve it or mm-hmm. uh, to poison it, like oh. to feed it dangerous things, because mm-hmm. it'll just eat.
0: Yeah, it'll do whatever. So, so oh, interesting. So yeah. if you give it poisonous food,
1: yeah, poisonous food. Or in the story I read, a woman just fed it like boiled, like boiling fat and coals. Oh, and it just ate it and it melted from the inside out. Oh, just interesting. Died.
0: Oh, I actually think I read that, too. They have bear fat. They use bear fat. Yeah,
1: it was like bear There's the story of um, Birdstick. Mm -hmm. Did you read that one? No. Tell me about Birdstick. Ooh, Birdstick. So Birdstick, this is sort of like a, this is like pre-colonial Wendigo, where it was a thing born of starvation and frostbitten winter feelings, Mm -hmm. and it would just sort of like stalk a community. So Birdfoot, or sorry, Birdstick and her mother, I believe, Mm -hmm. they lived on the fringes of their society, it's like you know the little cottage out in the woods that was like their, that was their house. So a dangerous place, but their father was a trapper, so they kind of had to live out there. And one winter, uh he just went out one morning and he never came back. Mm. And so Birdfoot was for Birdstick. Fuck me. Birdstick was forced to do all the trapping now. <laughs> Birdfoot. Fuck me. Birdfoot. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway sorry bird stick
1: but bird stick is forced to do the trapping now and then her mother sort of um, maintains the homestead mm-hmm. and so she would bring rabbits and she said that her mother would make the most delicious rabbit stew but then all the rabbits started disappearing mm. and so she would have to go further and further out into the woods during this winter to like find food so they don't starve to death wow and on one trip she sees a wendigo mm. and the wendigo as she described it is a, is very similar to how you describe it's like Tall, sort of deformedish humans, got, like, gangrily arms. Yes. It's, like, translucent, white, frostbitten skin, full of mm. blisters, boils. Yes.
0: I've also read that they're emaciated.
1: Yes, they very They look emaciated. like they're starving. They do look like they're you starving. You can see
0: the bone and skin kind of very, very clear. In this
1: description, its ribs were, like, almost protruding through its paper-like oh, skin. Nasty. Its bones were popping out of it. Yeah. It had no lips. It said that the wendigos, and they're... they're Endless desire for human flesh will chew their own lips off oh, just to eat something. Nasty. As they wander the frozen wilderness. Mm-hmm. So it has no lips. Its teeth are curved inward so it can shovel food into its mouth more efficiently.
0: Yeah. jagged too. Nothing jagged. escape.
1: Oh, yeah. It had a tongue, like a weird froggy tongue that would come out to better shovel food into its mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. As it
1: did. And it would just stand there and stare at her. This isn't like um, hmm. a lot of uh, modern descriptions of the Wendigo have it as like this, this like unstoppable killing machine that's more akin to like a European werewolf. Yeah. And this is a lot of, due to the very first European description of a Wendigo is by a Jesuit missionary named Paul Lejeune discussing, I believe, what some tribeswomen were telling him. And he literally just writes it down. He's like, I don't know, some kind of werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, yeah, that's pretty I, much his uh, description of it. I read that
0: in the introduction. It was like it had the yeah, they were like veritable werewolves.
1: And that's where a lot of the modern it's yeah, a lot of people just think of as like North American werewolf mm-hmm. with antlers and that sort of deer-ish. yeah, like the
0: deer the deer skull for a head yeah, the that's deer that's kind of like the pop culture depiction. That's of the Wendigo. pop
1: culture Wendigo. Um, yeah, this yeah, true Wendigo looks more like just an emaciated. Fucked up, frostbitten person, not person.
0: Yeah, um, and it, it appears that they also become taller when they're possessed. And they do get a little taller, um, and I some I've... tall tales I've read, it's like they're as tall as trees. Oh wow! But it's emaciated as a man, so they're just really nasty. Like I almost s- think of like Siren Head. You know, yeah, that? Siren you Head, like yeah. a little yeah. Slenderman looking mm-hmm. deal. <laughs> nasty,
1: without the suit. Yeah, I've also heard they smell rank. Yeah, since they're rotten. this is like a dead body that's pretty much just being puppeted around by this winter spirit. Mm-hmm. They smell like rotten frozen flesh, or I've heard one description as it smells of boiling blood and hair. Oh, like just the gross. area, you could tell yeah. a wendigo's nearby. Kind of an irony. Yeah, just by a the nasty, smell. Burnt. Yeah. Ooh. So it gross. smells rancid, mm-hmm. and she talks about how it stalked her home pretty much. She was afraid to run; she knew it was faster than her. Mm-hmm. But she would just be like walking parallel to it, walking home. And then it would just keep sniffing around and they just make eye contact and follow her home. Oh. Just a very creepy affair. Yeah. She eventually made it home to her mother and she's like, Mom, there's a fucking wind to go (laughs) outside. Mommy, sweet mommy, I'm scared. We got a big old problem. They heard footsteps on the roof trotting around looking for a way in. But her mother remained calm. She had finished making her rabbit stew for the evening. She, you know, poured the stew in, then she poured the fat back into another bowl. And started mm-hmm. boiling it over the fire. And then she opened the door. And she called out to invite it inside. Interesting. And she invited the go inside. It like creeped in and just stared at him. Birdstick is shitting her pants right now. <laughs> like, why did you just let this yeah. fucking killing machine in? As
0: would anybody. As
1: anyone would. Yeah. And then the mother she pulls up a seat for this thing. And it sits down. She's like, Birdstick, sit down. We're going to have a nice dinner. She greets it as their father.
0: Oh, God. So So the father is the Wendigo?
1: That's sort of what it's insinuated. is that Okay.
0: It's never expressed, huh? It's
1: never specifically said, but sort of insinuated that he had gone out hunting and he froze or starved and he got so desperate. He ate another man. Maybe he ate someone or something like that. And then now he's the Wendigo that's been plaguing this village, eating all their food. She invites it in. She serves them both rabbit stew. So most delicious rabbit stew to date. Mm. God, I wish I could
0: have a taste. A, pr- a person? Uh, no, a rabbit stew, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I'm not a Wendigo. You fucking <laughs> Wendigo? No,
2: no. You Get the psychosis. <laughs>
1: this thing eats pretty much all their food stores for the winter. Bird sticks like, mom, what the fuck are you
2: doing? She's like, trust me. Yeah. This
1: thing, and every time it finishes a bowl, it just looks back at her, hungry, like it'll never be satiated. Uh-huh. And Bird sticks like, we're gonna run out of food, and then it's gonna eat us. But then her mother goes to the, goes to the stove. She pours like the fat, just scoops up some coals in it, Mm. and then she puts that in a bowl in front of the thing, and it just starts eating it. And They see that it's like physically pain to do this. It's choking up, it's coughing up ash. The icy boils on its cheeks are melting as it's like boiled from the inside out, Mm -hmm. but it keeps eating it. In the story, it said, I don't think it knows how to do anything else. Interesting. So it just eats itself to death. All it knows is to eat, yeah. Yeah. And then they describe quite a visceral affair where its frozen heart is shown after its sternum boils out mm-hmm. and it begins to melt. Uh, it's described as a mixture of bleeding and crying oh. as this heart, and then subsequently the entire monster melts to the floor in a puddle.
2: Oh, gross. And that's
1: the story of how that Wendigo was defeated. I think mm-hmm. it's cool in that it's reflective of how, as a community, they would combat you know that hunger uh-huh. and the feelings that would lead someone to the Wendigo spirit or yeah. lead the Wendigo spirit to someone. Hospitality, yeah. making sure everyone has enough to eat. And, you know, they gave up their own food stores to slay this thing.
0: It's a community effort. In that yeah, sense. community
1: and this, this idea of sacrifice for the greater good, which also gotcha. harkens back to the tale of Wasaka Chalk and Muskrat. Yes. Where those animals gave their lives. And Muskrat almost died to mm. get the moss that the trickster spirit needed to regrow the world.
0: Gotcha huh wow how about that so
1: that's like the that's like pre-colonial In increased culture from what i had yeah i had read
0: that is really cool um bird stick not bird feet.
1: bird stick not bird foot i don't yeah. know why i kept saying bird feed. is
0: that from that article you have the incursions or the
1: um that's not from our i actually got that one off a different podcast called haunted places
0: oh okay cool
1: so that was another podcast Shout out to
0: haunted places Shout out to
1: haunted places uh No, this article I found, uh, "Incursion into Wendigo Territory, is an article um, by Jackson Eflin for Ball State University. Mm-hmm. That one talks more about the post-colonial meanings of gotcha. the Wendigo okay, and cool. how the story has changed after the white man's arrival.
0: I see. Okay.
1: Which it has changed both mm-hmm. from the perspective, both from the indigenous perspective and how European cultures had sort of skewed the idea into it being more of like that deer werewolf thing that we see in a lot of places now.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is
1: just like an antler having werewolf. Do you have anything?
0: Well, I was just going to touch on uh, the pre-colonial myth of the Wendigo. It seems, first of all, obviously it is symbolic of greed. Yeah. To overindulge in any, for this it's definitely hunger to overindulge and succumb to eating human flesh. Yeah. But I think this could definitely be extrapolated in post-colonial era too. We could even just go as broad as capitalism. Yeah. The idea of like oil barons overindulging. Yep. um, In wealth. But um I think and initially the myth appears to me to have been created to enforce a sense of cooperation and moderation with your fellow man. Yeah, yeah, so moderation. If are, yeah, if you are freezing into uh you know in a in a snowy sub- Can- subarctic Can- Canadian uh province, you know, it's it's more of I would rather eat my own leather boot than touch human flesh.
1: Yeah. I'd rather just myself die than see, you know, my band, my lodge, my tribe get eaten yeah, literally consumed from the inside by out by the
0: spirit of the Wendigo. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, that sediment's probably what allowed them to survive as nomadic hunter-gatherers for the tens of thousands of years. Yeah. They've been doing it. Absolutely. Just cuz, you know, they know their boundaries and how not to overstep, especially mm-hmm. in a place like that where resources are so scarce. Oh, oh,
0: 100%. And that even I mean,
1: applies to how much land they take up. Like I think they kept their lodges intentionally small so that they wouldn't encroach on other people's territories Mm -hmm. because they know that that would just be bad for everyone. Absolutely. It was akin to uh, how the the remnants of the Iron Confederacy in like the late 19th century
2: Mm -hmm. came in
1: competition with American settlers for the bison. Mm -hmm. It's not that there wasn't enough, but that they knew that there wasn't enough for them, for everyone to eat sustainably Mm -hmm. and like maintain the herd numbers. Yeah. Um The Americans had the opposite approach. The Americans actually killed more bison than they needed to to yes. starve the Indians out, <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome. some big wendigo energy
0: that is some big Wendigo energy before we go more into the um extrapolation of American Wendigo symbolism, I guess you could say yes. colonial symbolism of the wendigo uh I have real quick a story. This is Ooh. just a sad one. And this Ooh. is someone who succumbed to cannibalism. Do share. This is a Plains Cree trapper. Plains Cree. you said the Montana area, correct? Kind of horse. That reason.
1: was yeah. Yes. So, like, yeah, a little below the Canadian border.
0: Cool. This guy, his name is Swift Runner. And in the winter of nineteen or sorry, eighteen seventy eight to eighteen seventy nine, Swift Runner and his family were snowed into their home. And they stayed in that home through the entire winter. But during that winter His son died of starvation, and he confessed later that he killed the rest of his family and ate them to survive, his wife and other children.
1: He did or his son did? Swift
0: Runner did, after his son had died. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, And then he later confessed and was executed at Fort Saskatchewan for, for committing this cannibalism. The article I read was all like, there was a supply place 25 miles away, and he didn't go for it. But I'm... I don't know. I mean, it, if it's the dead of winter and two feet of snow, around a your twenty-five front door, mile walk through yeah, Montana
1: snow—yeah,
0: I doubt. I doubt it was possible. He would have probably frozen to death. He would have died um, anyway. Now, ideally, he should have frozen to death as opposed to eating his own family. If we're looking at the cultural taboos, yes, Uh but he didn't.
1: But he didn't.
0: Just tragic that he would eat his own family. These stories, um, these kind of stories, though, I've noticed that they have kind of declined as America became more industrialized in kind of the, the late 1800s and, and the 1900s. Yes,
1: this, this idea of, of the Wendigo spirit and the conditions that draw it to us, mm-hmm. uh, it has changed. And the original one was, it was born of the extremes of the nomadic lifestyle, especially in winter. Yeah. That's why it has a lot of themes of cold to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the frozen heart. Yeah, those um, periods of starvation, cares. those would come during the winter. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it is considered to be a winter spirit. Yes, um, but now in the modern day, yes, you can be a Wendigo year round, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and with modern day, they have tried to label the Wendigo as a psychiatric disease.
1: Ah, yes, Wendigo Disorder. psychosis. Wendigo
0: psych- psychosis. So, this patients that show Wendigo psychosis, they are often isolated during winter time in the Great Lakes and subarctic Canadian regions. Mm-hmm. It is it is almost a specific region for this disorder to occur. And uh, patients experience an intense craving for human flesh, fear of becoming cannibals, kind of ironic, thinking that they are essentially turning into a Wendigo. They're afraid of that, but yet they're also craving it. It's a weird kind of juxtaposition in their mind.
1: It's like an addiction.
0: Yeah. In a, yeah. But they don't, I, well, I don't know. I, I didn't read any cases of people actually eating for this. And this is more in the 1900s. There are about 70 cases, but uh, mm-hmm. They weren't recorded very well at all, so it's hard to tell if, you know, they were actually Wendigo psychosis uh, or just someone starving. <laughs> yeah, I also
1: read a little bit that uh, at least in in Canada, mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, the British authorities mainly would had just begun using Wendigo psychosis as a way to like institutionalize uh, outspoken Native Americans. Yes, mm-hmm. like yeah, you say this treaty shitty. This treaty is shitty. Mm-hmm. You're a Wendigo. You're a off to the you mental have Wendigo asylum. Windigo psychosis. Don't know what you're talking about. It's only a matter of time I mean, before you, wanna, you eat you someone. You want to eat people? Yeah. yeah you <laughs> you oh. want this land? That's pretty Windigo of you. Yeah. Straitjacket time.
0: Pretty wild. Um, Wendigo psychosis. I mean, it's hard to tell. Is this is this essentially a made up disorder? Kind of propagated through through culture.
1: I've I've seen um, that. That's the description of it. Is what it. It's a culture bound. Yes, disorder, disorder.
0: Uh huh. And it's culture bound, specifically to the Great Lakes area. Yeah, and to those Arctic First Canada. Nations,
1: those Algonquin speaking nations. Exactly.
0: So the mythos is already there, and now it's almost an attachment to kind of modern modern medicine. Yeah, modern psychiatric observations, I guess.
1: Psychiatry is just the most fucking wild <laughs> it practice <is>. of medicine. <laughs> it's just so much made up shit. Yeah, Psychiatry. for real. I mean, yeah.
0: Who's to say that Wendigo psychosis is real? Who's to say that it wasn't coined just to institutionalize rowdy Native American prolific speakers? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much data in either in either avenue you go, it's hard to tell what's
1: but there was also what's
0: real and what's you know
2: myth.
1: It was namely the term itself was namely coined because during while there were um, relations between those Algonquin tribes and the mm-hmm. British, they would come to the like British you know medicine men, they come to doctors and be like. Hell, my daughter's turning into a Wendigo. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck is a Wendigo?
0: Yeah, it's they like didn't she know.
1: Craves human flesh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a psychotic break. And
1: yeah, they probably got a psychotic break. And you know, well, that's but, what
0: psychosis is. It's a complete break from reality. Yeah, and that that makes sense because like they they also have delusions of becoming a Wendigo. Whether they think their toes are falling off or that they have no lips, yeah, or something like that, they they truly believe they're transforming into a Wendigo when they undergo this this psychosis
1: yeah so you know you probably have a mental breakdown you're hungry you just put the two together and yeah. in your own mind i mean the window goes like probably you know that was like the horror story you tell around the fire
0: yeah dude i'm gonna tell this story around the fire no doubt <laughs> this shit is this it's creepy as Windigo's fuck. The goes scary yeah.
1: ass <laughs> oh. and especially when that's the lifestyle you lead that nomadic lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's a very real risk of
0: yeah, you, you very know, well could be starving. You, you could, yeah, you could like, evolve into eating your fellow man.
1: Yeah, and that's a thing. So mm-hmm. I could definitely picture that someone having a psychotic break would would have some Wendigo associations. Absolutely. That or the Wendigo spirits real and just, fucking Yeah, that's what I was gonna. <laughs>
0: we'll leave that to the listener. Is it is it truly a superstition, or is this spirit an actual uh, spirit? Kind of similar to the Greek gods, how like if you believe in them, they still exist. Yeah. Uh, so is is it Wendigo psychosis or is it an actual or is it, spirit They got possessing. the spirit in them.
1: Yeah. Have you heard the conspiracy theory that the national parks are a cover up by Teddy Roosevelt to corral the Wendigos? <laughs> or basically <laughs> Tell just <me> more. <laughs> so it's you know you said that they were territorial. You know they don't leave a specific yes, area very they're, much. They're,
0: yeah, they're very territorial. They're
1: also very hard to kill.
0: Yeah. They, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're they're essentially they can only be killed either through kind of um Algonquian ritual. Yeah. Or spirits. kind of like how your story was, like boiled fat and coal.
1: Yeah. And uh after the Wendigo had become had begun to be like very closely associated with the European werewolf.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um that sort of skewed perceptions on it. Stories told by colonists about the Wendigo were basically just like it was a deer werewolf and you had to kill it with fire. That yeah. was it. You had to kill it with fire. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of like a I don't know lost in translation, I guess. Yeah, or it seems kind of like a way. cheap cop-out for the, the spirit yeah. of the Wendigo. And it, it is, ritualistically, in those Algonquins, stories about it and about killing it, you need to melt their heart. You do. And that's, like, through either getting, you know, like a shaman to do mm-hmm. it, ritualistically, or, in the case of um, Birdstick, they melt its heart not only by making it eat boiling fat and coals, but, like, with the hospitality of giving it a hot meal. Yeah. That And that sort of relieves the society of the Wendigo spirit and those stories are you know like the traditional lessons of the Wendigo spirit
0: absolutely and that brings me I believe it was an Ojibwe ritual is literally like a reenactment of someone becoming a Wendigo with Mm. some herbs and smoking you know (laughs) in the process but basically they it's a it's almost like a satirical reenactment of somebody eating a fellow man to become a Wendigo Mm. and this sort of ritual of showing the Wendigo it's possession, for whatever reason, kind of expels it um, hmm. from the body, from existence.
1: Hit it with the old swiper, no swiping.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, we know what you did, no get we out. We know it's what you good. did, get out. Yeah. You're yeah. not fooling anyone. Exactly. Though yeah. that
1: is that is a feature of the Wendigo, is that it sometimes it'll come and uh, It's more skinwalkers of Southwest region that'll like walk among you yeah. on scene. But the Wendigo, it's like a sick mockery. It's like a mimicry of yeah life it can uh oh, it's, so weird it said that it can like call out as people's yes. names that's how
0: it lures people and like yeah because um it, it still retains the memories of the vessel so to speak so if yeah. you had a family the wendigo knows the family's name their hobbies all these sorts of things yeah, so I mean, now it can mimic
1: lure, your voice
0: yeah here's an array to kind of lure your family alone in the woods so that the wendigo yeah. can eat them
1: now you're hearing cries from help from your long lost father yeah out in the wilderness
0: yeah, for real. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's all I have for kind of the the post colonial. But I know you had some stuff on kind of American European colonizing culture, um, and then I think we can probably wrap up with with pop culture and what the Wendigo has turned into. Yes,
1: yeah, so what it is now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the Wendigo as and it, the perceptions of it have shifted. I'll start with the how. The Europeans themselves had shifted it, mm-hmm. and it's it just turns into like another monster story, action packed. It's just like a werewolf with antlers. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get the your pitchforks and torches and go run it down mm-hmm. in the woods. Many of the yes. lessons that came from the Wendigo story, its initial story, is uh is lost. Mm-hmm. There's also that of the Wendigo psychosis, which you know could only be contracted, according to those British doctors, by <laughs> by the algonquin natives because
0: yeah or just isolated individuals yeah pretty much yeah i mean it makes sense like if you're a trapper alone in the winter you could definitely go insane you just waiting for waiting for it to pass while you're also starving
1: you're starving but yes the
0: majority for sure were algonquian patients
1: winter goes a month longer than you than you thought it would
2: Mm -hmm. yeah you're fucked
1: um there was a book written By D.H. Turner. It's called Wendigo Mythology and Analysis of Cree Social Structures. Mm. Um, It speaks of the Wendigo. It says that um, a man and his son eat their wife and grandchild. Eat their grandchild and wife, respectively. And it's always, in this book and in the stories told about the Wendigo, it's always, um, it talks about their relation to that person. Mm. The person who's eating them. And it really tries to hammer the idea of that home, like you're eating your family. Yeah, come on
0: for real. Yeah, both literally and symbolically.
1: Yeah, and that 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 shit sits with you, and it's gonna only going to the revelation of that is only going to drive you further insane and make it that much easier for the Wendigo spirit to take over. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that the Wendigo is a sort of snowball effect. Yeah, that takes over you, and that has been yeah, translated. it's a
0: process. It's not you know. Yeah, it's not it's instant. Not Annabelle instant possession where you're instantly evil all yeah. the time it's yeah you slowly taken over.
1: get taken over as yeah. it prods at you but it's when you make the choice to cannibalize someone or or you know overfish, over hunt all that stuff that's when that's when you invite it in mm-hmm. and then, but at that point you're at a point of no return you're a wind to go now yeah they attribute this a lot like you were saying to like american oil barons american loggers mm-hmm. american hunters those who just way overstep their bounds in this suicidal yeah. ideology of it's in
0: yeah I mean never it's, ending growth it's the disruption of the natural world in that sense you know yeah a logging company could completely deforest what was once you know a sacred forest in Native American culture yeah
1: a forest that you could if you played your cards right live out of yeah live off of yeah, yeah live off of indefinitely
0: yeah your entire culture could do
1: that as well as allowing the other creatures and plants of that forest to live indefinitely as well uh-huh. because you don't overhunt them to the point where they can't mate anymore and stuff like that. <laughs> Americans don't fucking do that.
0: I wonder if kind of the the pale complexion of the Wendigo was pre-colonial or post-colonial in the sense uh. that like, you know, uh, European colonists were very, very pale skinned compared to the Native American counterparts. That they were, yeah. And um, I wonder if that almost has a symbolic. Um, nod to kind of the cannibalistic nature, they're essentially you know the u s government was eating their fellow man, yeah, uh, the Native Americans out of house and home, pretty much,
1: and themselves, really, like we're seeing the consequences of the overuse of resources, oh yeah, right now, well,
0: yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we could look at fossil fuels too,
1: yeah, we're too big, too big, too thick, <laughs>
0: too big to fail, am I right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> dab I just, just dabbed on him <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the wendigo spirit was very easily it didn't take much to attribute it to the white man and yeah. I, that is a good question is whether or not this pale skin is reflective of yeah was that. it
0: was it created pre or post-colonial I don't know and you, I, I guarantee well I would I would surmise that post-colonial it is definitely in relation to the American oh yeah
1: man. post-colonial 100%
2: mm-hmm.
1: pre I don't know yeah, I, I I'm not sure how skin really changes upon you death and you freezing. You lose color. You when lose you color. Die. Um, okay.
0: You definitely become more pale, but yeah, I don't know.
1: I, again, like the rest of the myth, it probably shifted as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. For all we know, all these myths that we could be reading could have been post-colonial reiterations, and in that sense, maybe something was lost in translation. But we don't know. We don't know. Who knows? <laughs> We're just having fun.
1: In this text by Jack Eflin, he describes mm-hmm. the Wendigo's devouring nature in relation to colonials, not just for hunger um, and food and resources, it's for land. Mm-hmm. He quotes, the Wendigo is responsible for the radical upsetting of properly defined lines, both in landscape and in social structure.
0: Interesting. So territory. 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 Wendigos are territorial in that sense. and for- Yes. To, to expand that to the American colonists, yeah, And they
1: care only about their territory, not yours. Yeah. There's a short story. So they in, care to
0: expand their territory yeah. into yours.
1: Yep. And there's a short story in this essay um, called Territories that huh. discusses that. It's about an American soldier, or I'm sorry, I believe it was a British soldier, and like a Cree like, guide mm-hmm. is showing him around the woods. They meet a Wendigo oh. and he gets fucked. And the soldier says, let's get back to camp you know, won't we'll follow us there. And, uh, the other guy's like, <laughs> buddy, no, <laughs> you're fucked. And so, yeah. in this, it makes, it makes a very big point of showing the Wendigo's trespassings into other places. There are other short stories. There's also the creepypasta that popularized the Wendigo called cabin fever. Mm. That was the one that came out in 2012. Okay. Um, that's sort so of early creepypasta days. Yeah. Very, ah. very early creepypasta days. And that's just, that's sort of, the story that's attributed to the Wendigo's more recent popularity. Things you said like Until Dawn. There's yes. a new movie came out, I think, last year. It's called Antlers.
0: Interesting. That's Wendigo.
1: That's yeah, it's a it's a it's about like a school teacher becomes suspicious that one of her students is like harboring a fucking monster in his attic.
0: Oh weird. And
1: it's never like I don't know. The monster it it's Wendigo. It's pretty much <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> breaks out and it eats people. And, uh, oh, that's a Wendigo. Yeah, yeah. that's a Wendigo. That's, yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty Wendigo. <laughs> yes, um, but it, it, Yeah,
0: and, Until Dawn, I felt like captured. I feel like they got some of it right until kind of the end. I don't know if you've played the game or seen any playthroughs. I've but
1: seen a little bit of it.
0: Yeah, basically, it's like, you know, it's like a teen horror movie. There's these teens going to a cabin in the winter, but uh, this dude's sisters died there last year. And long story short, they become Wendigos. Um, and so the first half is them like hunting people down and killing them to eat them but then like the fin the finale is like there's like eight wendigos just like oh,
2: shit. creeping around
0: the house and shit they're not susceptible to they're blind like they're oh. they're only like sound so like if people make noises and they're like all in the house trying to get out but if you make a noise you get jumped on and eaten shit. so in that sense it's different because like you know the wendigo and in these tribes, it's like they're glowing eyes. They're predators. Yeah, they, they're they watch like
1: you before the they attack hunter, you. Yeah, hunter. Yeah. They have very keen senses, the again. Absolutely. I see them described as sniffing a lot. They're always sniffing the air.
0: Mm-hmm. This, I forgot to mention this, but it's in my notes too. Maybe I did mention it. I don't know. We'll have a, we'll, we'll check it well, out later. We'll find out. They also have the ability to use dark magic and change the weather. Mm. So it could be like a foggy, a foggy morning in the forest or, you know. A sudden rainstorm coming in the afternoon, or mm. then if you weren't expecting that, or the clouds didn't say otherwise, like, huh, there's something off there's going something, on. Yeah, in the
1: woods. supernatural weather events.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm.
1: It is a winter spirit.
0: Absolutely, and you know, those it's a different account for you know every yeah. attribute of the wind to go. So who's who's to say? So what do you think? If you were stranded in the winter with me, your co-host,
2: hmm. I
1: don't
2: know.
0: and we were starving. Do you think you would be possessed? By I think window? I'd have some
1: fucking cake for dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, with my big dumpy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I truly, I feel like in that sense, I would, I would be forced, not by my conscious mind, but by my survival instincts to to try to eat you.
1: I think I would be forced to eat you, and I yeah. think practically speaking, I I got no meat on me, buddy. I know. You know, I'm no. I'm plump. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm the perfect. I'm <laughs> just way less. <laughs> You know, like I'm not a, I'm not a good meal.
0: No, but I mean, you are a meal when it comes to starving in winter time.
1: I think you should just let me take a selfish. <laughs> take one for the team. Take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> let me get some juicy Landon cutlets.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll have to kill me. Just do it when I'm like stoking the fire. I don't want to. I don't want to watch myself die. Just look at of the, the head. flowers, Landon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enough mice of men. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know but yeah I, I don't think i'd even get far enough to the point where i'm starving i'd probably like slip on an ice shelf and stake myself on a tree or something yeah. some, i'd probably die like some dumb way first and just make it easy for you
0: I, yeah I, assuming all conditions are set where we are safe in the cabin but starving hmm. do you think we could
2: we could overcome this possession of the wendigo or would we succumb
1: um no, I'm a greedy white man. I'll fucking eat you right away. I'm kinda yeah first week, you're yeah. your ass. Is-
0: Power went out last week and I I knocked on my neighbor's door. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, you know, straight to it.
1: Straight to it feeling hungry. <laughs> While the freezer's still cold. Let's get yeah. some meat in there. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I think I would definitely be possessed too.
1: I think I'd I'd probably die before I even get a chance. Yeah. But yes. Yes. Me too. No hope for us. Mm-mm, not at all. We're not worth saving. No.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Anishinaabe people. Sorry. Good news, we're not in the Great Lakes area, so you don't have to so worry about worry that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> bad news, still cannibalism. It's bad news,
1: <laughs> there going to be some pretty infamous cannibals down south. <laughs> yeah, amen. Um, I did also want to talk about how the Western point of view has skewed the Wendigo in like pop culture in modern day yes and not just pop culture but as they as it was described um, during that expansion the pioneer expansion Mm -hmm. and as they interacted with the wendigo more there is a similar cryptid in russian mythology like Mm -hmm. slavic lore known as the leshy
0: yes i don't know if you've played the witcher games but they call this the Leshen.
1: i'm yeah that one is based off of it so that's where and again, it's more like the pagan druidic type aesthetic to it. Yes. And that's a lot of where like a modern misinterpretation of the Wendigo as that.
2: Yeah.
0: Like the deer skull. Yeah.
1: That zombie and cervid and freaking, type thing. Yeah. This. Yeah. Zombie deer. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that's more what the leshy looks like. Yeah. But it's very similar to the wendigo it's not born out of cannibalism it's like a forest spirit mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it can
0: control like animals like wolves and shit yeah like, so it's, it's usually
1: seen with like a pack of bears walking around uh-huh. by it and it, i've heard it described numerous ways sometimes it's kind of a dick but sometimes it's a neutral spirit like it's a woodland spirit mm-hmm. so like if an innocent kid is lost in the woods like it'll lead it home But if a guy is overfishing, it'll just fucking rip him apart on the
0: trees. Yeah, it's a gruesome, gruesome execution. Oh,
1: yeah, I'll fuck you up. Yeah,
0: it's kind of, yeah, I find the Leshy to be almost like a forest protector.
1: Yeah, and that's Um, more of like that forest guardian. Yeah,
2: Leshy. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting, but yeah, it's interesting that we we mistake the Leshy for the Wendigo. Yeah. Because they're, I feel like the only thing they have in common is their habitat, like, being in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, and. But otherwise, they seem vastly different. Like their modes of operation. They're
1: probably like, ah, the Indians, they're probably the just Indians, talking about one the of them forest protectors. <laughs> What's the like the Russians talk about. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> like the
0: commies. Like the commies.
1: It's cold, it eats people. Yeah. They're fucking commies. <laughs> Got him. But that's a lot of, and those two have been combined through, over the course of many decades to mm-hmm. form what is now like the modern interpretation of the Wendigo, where it's yeah. like this forest dwelling. Like, it lives on its own in the forest. Yeah. The wendigo doesn't usually survive. It's not a, it doesn't have a lot of longevity to it. No. For how long once it can live.
0: Once it's eaten everything in its territory, it doesn't venture out. It's done. At yeah. Point. It
1: just clears out land and then it starts itself to death. Yeah. And usually it's not born, on, well, it can be born, like, in isolation, but it will usually, like, it seeks people out. A lot, and it like stalks them since that was Mm. its previous life. Mm -hmm. It has like this weird emptiness. That's what it's described as. Described as empty in all things. Mm -hmm. So it's a ravenous hunger, but it's also like empty on the inside. Like it needs like some community in whatever sick, twisted form it desires it in. Mm -hmm. Mostly just a community to eat. Like we saw with Birdstick. Like it, it didn't gore them as soon as she opened the door. She invited it in. Yeah,
0: she treated it with a sense of humanity. Yeah, which it kind of recognized, I think.
1: Yeah. And so it, it opened itself up to the hospitality and all the food. I'm sure if they fed it all their food and mom didn't have a plan, it probably would have just eaten them.
0: That's what I was thinking. I feel like that'd be a good horror story. if like this mom invites it, the thing in and just starts feeding it, but then like starts freaking out of like it won't stop eating and they're running
1: out of food <laughs> yeah
0: and so like it's just yeah it's it's a ticking time bomb yeah. before they get eaten and it himself. would
1: always look up it would stare at bird stick while her mom was getting the next course oh
0: weird it's, i could just see it like drooling or something. oh yeah shit. it was so creepy yeah. It was a creepy story damn yeah i'll have to look at that that sounds really
1: cool yes but but she had a plan on how to kill it if cool. they didn't definitely would have eaten him. a few things where the wendigo is mentioned in modern society yeah
0: like pop culture,
1: yeah. Like you said, The Witcher. It's a it's a monster in The yep. Witcher. It's in um,
0: Until Dawn. Uh, definitely a couple films that we already talked about.
1: Antlers is a big one. The Ancient Magus's Bride is a Japanese anime. Huh. That features. I don't know oh, too wow. much about it, but it has that Wendigo like that. Cool. So it's almost introduced
0: itself into like even Eastern like Japanese yeah. culture. No.
1: No by no means through like any folk relations. It's more like it had been skewed into Western pop culture, which had then been seen. And in then the skewed East. even further So now it's yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like the pop culture Wendigo wow. in anime. And that's like Wild. how and far now it's
0: being spread. shilled out for for profit. It's like the Wendigo has become a Wendigo of itself.
1: Well Wendigo onto itself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's the shell of what it once was in pop culture now. Where now it's just a scary monster, whereas before it was, you know, this this idea of uh, cooperation with your fellow man,
1: pretty much. That's yeah. fucking deep, bro. That's fucking that's deep, deep, bro. White Shit, white man bro. ruins I don't even everything. Got my
0: floaties on. We're sinking. That's deep. Is that Beaver? <laughs> is <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> beaver, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: But yeah, so, so in modern Wendigo tales, it's like just this fucking forest dwelling berserker with antlers, and yeah. that that was all we were able to derive from from this deep tale. Yeah. This cautionary tale of greed and mm-hmm. hunger. The history's greediest people <laughs> have managed to turn it into a way to make money. Yeah. Ironic. I'm gonna start blasting the um, the national anthem over there. <laughs> <laughs> At this part. They're gonna close out.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Let's
1: get like some ear rape like <laughs> <laughs> That would be good. But that's that's what we have on the Wendigo. Is there anything else you wanted to?
0: That's no, that's all I it? had too. Um, this season has been really fun, and I really like the format of our podcast, where we could p- kind of pull from our past uh, episodes to kind of further our understanding of the Wendigo.
1: Yeah, in this episode, and that's going to be the general theme of the show: is that yeah. we're gonna we're gonna you know deep dive into a culture, a region, a history, mm-hmm. and we're gonna use what we learn from that to sort of unpack their myths behind yeah. it. Whether it be cryptids or gods or tales, pantheons, however mm-hmm. you want to do it. So hit us up on social media to see what you would like us to dive into next. Anywhere yes. in the world is game. Anywhere. We Any mythical out.
0: creature you wanna you want to learn about more, we will we will really dig into yeah. in depth.
1: The society behind it. We picked, you know, North America to start. There's definitely other places in north america yeah that i want to touch you're talking I about the love, inuit yeah the inuit like ghost that.
0: polar bear would be really yeah, cool yeah the
1: spooky polar bear um i'd like to get some southwest region like navajo skinwalkers yes those are horrifying
0: cool. and then south america too we got I mean, oh, yeah. mexico's the chupacabra uh and then you've got uh i don't i don't even know what i don't even know beast. what
1: shit's in south america basilisk
0: i believe is one or, no well i don't know I don't that could have been from spanish culture mixing that might be it but um I mean, there's Quetzalcoatl, which is their, like, thunderbird god, yeah, pretty they're much. Like, yeah, they like, giant gods. serpent bird. I don't know. It's yeah, weird. Yeah,
1: the sky serpent, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, and, uh, that Central American area as well. We got the Aztecs, their oh, sun yeah. gods, and a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. That's I just would, North America. Yeah.
2: I'm
0: also interested in African. Africans um, got some cool stuff. African mythologies, African monsters, to yeah. see how kind of, how that works in their culture. Yeah, why it's a story. i would
1: be sick as well. My favorite yeah. that I would like to research comes from Japan. It's a lady. She hides out in your porta potty. Oh. And she'll just pull you in when you go to take a shit. <laughs>
0: that, that scares me. She just
1: me, grabs you by the cheeks and yoinks you <laughs> in.
0: Damn, bro. And that's all I know about
1: it. Damn. But that's, yeah, that's all I know about that one. It's just like the fucking Japanese toilet spirit. It just <laughs> drags you yeah. in. And-
0: Japanese. And South Korean too. I don't know if you've seen The Wailing.
1: I've not seen. You See have Prime
0: Video. That's that, you put that on your list. All right, The sure. Wailing. It's really good, mm-hmm. really good. Um, but that talks about a bunch of like the good spirits and bad spirits that watch over communities themselves, and kind of this oh. eternal struggle for like good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen that. I've, I know
1: in the Eastern myths, like the idea of spirits watching over communities it's, is it's a big. thing. I've yeah. seen a. It's a, very
2: big.
0: Spirits, yeah, in the sense. I almost think that it's similar to, like, the animism of North America, mm. that um, the community itself kind of hosts a spirit, and based on, like, that community's health, like, that spirit is either good or evil. Mm. But, we'll, I mean, we can research we'll that. we go into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is up on social media. I'll have links in the description, but lore the folks, Facebook. Yeah. Season one. Thank you so much Season for tuning one. in. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time weeks from now. Goodbye.
0: Bye-bye.